This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, welcome to the Kerry Dixon Show, as ever, uh, and of course, it's in association with the wonderful people from ChelseaFan12.com, the home of the 12th man, uh, and uh, you can find them uh, on, on uh, as I said, ChelseaFan12.com, but of course, they do a lot of memorabilia, a signed shirt, signed boots, signed prints, you name it, and uh, if you follow them on Twitter, at Fan12Chelsea, uh, you'll see that not only have they been tweeting out lots of great stuff about the kind of merchandise that they've got for sale, um, and of course, Christmas is coming up. Bear that in mind, folks. Um, but they also do some great stuff. Uh, Chopper and Chivs, uh, you know, Ron Chopper Harris, Gary Chivers do a video after every home game in the Butcher's Hook pub. So it's got lots of videos on there. So it's great stuff. Check them out. And uh, we love them to bits. Don't we, Kerry Dixon? You certainly do, Dave. Yeah, good lads, good lads. Right, uh, lots to talk about this week, uh, Kerry, as we know. And I think, you know, before we, we went on air, we were saying we, we've, we've enjoyed this week tremendously. But uh, let's kick it off by talking about the Carabag uh, game last night, which uh, I'll be honest with you, mate. I, I was a bit, you know, we did the show, the fan cast on Monday, and I was a bit, mm, you know, could be tricky, long long flight over, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, you know, I think you, you couldn't have had a more perfect evening in a way, really, because he, he managed to rest some players, didn't he? Uh, he switched back to the 3-4-3, three, three, Pedro and Hazard as a kind of a false number nine. But, I mean, really, you know, um, it was kind of, you know, there was a sense it was game over once we got that penalty after 20 minutes and they, they got their skipper sent off. Um, was it, I mean, it was, I reckon it was a penalty, but it was a bit soft, wasn't it, do you think? Yeah, um... But I do think it was a penalty. Yeah, um, it was yeah. a bit soft. But you know, in, in, in the way these these decisions are given in modern football, um, it was a penalty. Um, and of course, sending off had to follow if he's considered last man. Um, bit harsh on the lad, but listen, yeah. you know, Chelsea in Korabag, um, Athletic kind of found it difficult. It wasn't easy to win there. So I find it. In, Incredible that their two results against Korobag and Chelsea's two results, you know, bear comparison. Um, 
you know, we did have a, I'm not going to say a little bit of luck, but a stroke of luck in that particular game. And I always do believe, like like the cliches have said, it evens itself out over the season. And I think that will be the case. And, you know, I'm not wishing bad luck upon us at any time, but, you know, people need to remember that these things do happen. And it was uh, something that set us on our way. But uh, we did the job in emphatic style as well. Um, I thought from that moment, or even perhaps before that moment, we were in control. Um, Hazard is, for me, um, back to some superb form. Um, I, you know, it wouldn't take long for me to wax lyrical over someone who I think is excellent and a top player anyway. Um, and he's playing great. Um, some of his performances recently have been the difference. Um, no matter where he plays in behind Morata or the front front striker or wherever he plays wide, whatever he does at the moment, he's on top of his game. And uh, I think he's proving not the difference. I mean, there's all sorts of arguments. I know you're a big canty man and, you know, you can come <laughs> at me with all sorts of um, thoughts about since he's been back, uh, unbeaten and, and so on. And, you know, and, and listen, I can't knock it. But, all the ingredients are starting to look there, but Hazard for me is, is still the icing on the cake and I think he's in fine form. And while he's in fine form, Chelsea will be um, a tough a tough opponent and, and on their day, they're going to be as good as anyone and I include City at the moment in that. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm, I'm going to park the talk about Hazard for a minute because, you know, obviously he was also very key, in, in, you could argue more key in the West Brom match, which we're going to talk about in a minute. I t- and instead, I'm going to kind of focus a little bit on William because William, you know, unbelievably, uh, you know, gets quite a lot of stick from some elements, mainly the uh, the uh, the virtual social media support, as it has to be said. Um, but I thought he, he played brilliantly. I mean, in, in a sense, he was responsible for... I mean, he scored two absolutely superb goals, I think. Um, but he, but he was, you know, he, he kind of assisted the other two by uh, by being the one that was fouled for the penalties. Um, I mean, number one, you know, we should applaud a superb performance. But uh, you know, it kind of just shows you that we have got some depth now in the squad. I think we've got players like William, who who, who didn't take part against West Brom really, and then comes on and I'd say was the man of the match, to be honest. Yes, wouldn't disagree with that. Um, he's certainly up there with his performance, and you, you know, you take uh, everything into into consideration. Um, you know, you start looking at formations and 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 you know the reasons as to why the likes of William and Pedro haven't got the game time that they've got this year. And you look at um, Conte himself um, changing shape as and when. You know, he's got the alternatives at the moment. He's fell on a situation once again. I do feel, um, you know, as he searched for something different, he, he seems to have fell on a, a formation that Chelsea can play, and it and it does suit, and it and it enables him to get what he requires um, in the centre of the park. But what it does, it has it, meant that uh, the likes of William and Pedro, their game time has been curtailed a little bit um, when he when he changes uh, shape of the side and so on, but. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say we've got some depth. I, th- I said we've still got good players in our squad, and on their day, mm. they've proved in the past that they're capable of, of performing. It's a, it's a, the consistency that I will only ever have a problem with. And uh, if our players, as I've said many a time, and you know, I'll go back to the, the saying that you're starting to 
um, reel off quite comfortably these days. Uh, you know, if, if on a going day our better team and so on and all that uh, 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 are performing to their maximum, then we should beat certain certain teams. And I, I include the West Broms, which I said before, and and certainly it was the case in that particular game. And I include Korobag in that, um, and the likes of William and and, and Pedro and. You know, uh, and, and anyone else who plays for that matter, um, if they're playing on top of their game, well, we should be beating them sort of teams. It's uh, it's when we're up against the cities and, uh, you know, and you look at some of the form of some of the other major European teams, certainly Paris Saint-Germain, you know, OK, albeit only Celtic and so on, but you can only beat what's in front of you. They're sticking goals in left, right and centre, Neymar. And they're playing very well at the moment as well. So, you know, it's really going to be a case of hang on in there, see what happens. We've we've all qualified now, um, pretty much, and I say we all the English sides, um, virtually all there. I, I would imagine United um, should get the job done in the final game. A uh, bit of a slip from them last night, but you know, by and large, all the English teams are there, and it's a case of who's playing well in in the likes of February, March, April, um, and of course in May, um, as to who will lift this particular trophy. We should have done well. I go back to William. Um, he is an, an important part of the squad, and I emphasise squad. I don't think yet he's now down a first-team place, whereas we talk about the, the starting eleven. I used to say it was him and Pedro, as many people did. It was one or the other. Um, with the change in formation is uh, an option for Conte. I think that um, he could, as, he, as we've seen on numerous occasions recently, leave them both out of the side and, and still get a result. So, there is another alternative now, and uh, it means that both William and Pedro have both got to fight a little bit harder. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, mate. It's really interesting, actually, because, you know, it, it, it seems that we do have a plan B, which I think is always important. And we, we, we've we talked quite a lot on this show about, you know, the need for, for flexibility and, and horses for courses. And, you know, we did a... Um, the Sports Trust had Pat Nevin as a guest recently at a meeting, and, and Pat was saying something very interesting because he, he, he follows Italian football quite closely. And uh, he remembers when uh, when Conte was at uh, Juventus as the manager there. You know, they they never knew what formation he was going to pick week to week. So you know, he has a track record of of, of adaptability and flexibility. So it's good to see that. Um, I mean, you know, uh, as you said, we've qualified now uh, for for the round of sixteen, as they so wonderfully call it. Um, and I and I agree with you. I think actually on our day, you know, we could beat anybody. Um, Likely opponents at the moment, from what I can work out, is CSK, CSKA, Moscow, Bayern Munich, Juventus, Sevilla, Shakhtar, Donetsk, Porto and Real Madrid. But I mean, in a sense, you know, it doesn't really matter who we get, does it? Because, you know, if you're going to win the thing, you've got to beat everybody at the end of the day. I mean, not literally not everybody, but, you know, you know what I mean. Yes, I do. And, uh, you know, the likes of Arsenal have found it out uh, in recent um, times when they've sort of come up in the this particular round or the next round um, against the Barcelona's or the Bayern Munich's. Um, so, you know, it doesn't really matter whether you finish first or second, but preferably I still prefer the first position based on the second game at home. Yeah, um, absolutely. If, uh, from, the, from the fact that if you're going to play one of these giants of European football, then uh, I'd rather have the second game at home, personally. Yes, yeah. It's just a personal view. And there's still going to be one of these giants, and I say in inverted commas, that... Um, lurking, you know, some of the groups, you know, you, you, you look at uh, um, the likes of uh, Barcelona and, and Juventus. I mean, it looks like Juventus are going to be second in the group and Barcelona are going to be first. So wherever, 
you know, teams finish, it, one of them is going to be lurking for someone. So, you know, it, that's going to be the case. And, well, uh, exactly. Well, it, it, it's going to be a difficult sport. And the most important thing, is, uh, as I've said, is that uh, we're playing well at that particular time when uh, yeah. when this uh, round of 16 actually starts again. I think it's probably February. Yeah, that's right. Well, we get the the, the draw, uh, I think, for the next round is on December the 11th. But I mean, if 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 as it stands, those are, are you know we could get any one of those. I'd, I, you know, frankly, I'd rather avoid Bayern, Juventus, or Real Madrid at this stage. Um, but uh, we shall see. I mean, as as I said, at the end of the day, we you know we as Chelsea supporters know better than most that ultimately, um, you know, you need a bit of luck in this competition. It is, after all, a cup competition, um, and you know we won it with probably arguably the weakest team we'd had for about five years going into the competition. So anything can happen. So as ever, we are hopeful. Um, we should talk about the uh, the West Brom game from from last weekend, which uh, again uh, was was delightful to see because I, I, I you know I was a bit we were I think we said we, we thought we'd win, didn't we? But we didn't think it was going to be as easy as it turned out to be. Um, I think the first thing we got to talk about really is Hazard, um, and uh, you know in, in in a particular sense, you know it was. I have to be honest, Kerry. I was delighted to see him get so angry. Uh, and 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 in a sense, that was the root of his performance. I thought. I mean, the way he, you know, he was still limping when he cracked that shot off uh, for the first goal from Morata, and he just buzzed around like an angry hornet for the rest of the match. But it was, I I have to say, I think it was good to see him get angry and then influence the game in the way that we all like to see him do by taking it by the scruff of the neck and really going for it. Yes, uh, but I don't want to see him get angry too many times. I mean, he's got he's took a book in there. Um, yeah. Don't want to get into a rash situation whereby he's sent off a mission for two or three games or whatever. Because um, I do, I do feel that he's vital to us. And you know, in our chase of Manchester City at the moment, we've opened up quite a gap at the top of the Premier League. Um, we we can't afford the likes of Hazard to be missing for a period of time. Um, certainly, if uh, key games are going to come up, and um, you know, there's not much more room for error if we certainly if we're thinking about winning the Premier League. If Manchester City continue to be as relentless as they are, um, it could be a situation whereby um, something similar to Chelsea um, in, in, in times gone by, whereby we set the pace and, and no one could really catch us. The pressure was continually on. We could afford one or two mishaps and um, the rest can't afford anything. And uh, Manchester City at the moment are setting that particular pace and we don't want to see them go out of sight. So we don't need a hazard missing for any period of time um, due to him getting too angry and uh, picking up bookings or, or indeed sendings off. But I agree with you, having said that, um, he was superb in a game that we thought, yes, we should win. Um, if we turn up, we win by the odd goal or maybe two. If we uh, are on a going day, um, we should win comfortably. And certainly we were on a going day and, and I think West Brom were woeful. Um, I don't know whether we made them look woeful because we were very good. Um, we've had some excellent performances recently. Manchester United, I'd still say, was arguably the pick of mm. our performances this season, uh, the United game at home. But, you know, um, West Brom away, you know, people don't relish that game. Uh, and Kourabag, the, the journey uh, and so on. Um, Madrid have found, Atletico Madrid have found that, you know, it can be tough. And, you know, we, we made it look a, a, a lot easier than what pre- perhaps it was. So we've had some very good performances recently. And, um, you know, long may that continue. Gary Cahill was quoted as saying something which was quite interesting, um, where he said perhaps the Roma game was a, 
the kick up the backside we needed um, to kickstart our season and put us on the sort of run that took us to the title last season. You know, when you think of uh, some of the games prior to the kick up the backside, um, which went on the run last season, uh, we were pretty poor. And the Roma game, of course, was a serious low point where, where serious questions were being asked. And uh, so far, Chelsea have answered them in emphatic style. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a really good point. Actually, the parallels with Arsenal last season are there for all to see, aren't they, as well? I think with Hazard, I mean, I, t- I take your point. Um, I mean, on the show on Monday, we were kind of saying, well, you know, a bit harsh to be booked for that when, when you consider what had just been meted out to him by Gareth Barry. I think in the old days, you know, a lot of players might have gone in for a bit of retaliation directly two-footed him, but uh, but I take your point. We can't afford to lose him. I think the point about Hazard really is is that, you know, if there's ever been a criticism of him, it's almost he's a bit he's he's too unselfish and a bit too nice, and and perhaps you know getting him riled up and really up for it, and then and then actually responding in the right way by by really taking control of the game is what we want to see. So you know maybe he needs a bit of a, a bit of a kick up the arse too in in some kind of metaphorical way to do that. Um, the the other thing about the West Brom game, um, you know, there was a lot of hoo ha about uh, Louise getting dropped for whatever reason against Man United. And, uh, you know, Conte pretty much picked the same side again against West Brom. And, of course, that meant that Christensen was at the centre of defence. Um, he's a hell of a player, Kerry, isn't he? I mean, you know, it really looks like he could be, you know, the first of the younger players to really break through and, and, and cement a place in the side. Um, what do you think of him? Well, I think uh, what you said is uh, spot on. I can't really... Uh expand on that you know he's an excellent player a very good young prospect um, the mere fact that he's dislodged one of our senior international pros which John mm-hmm. Terry did um, yep. as we, you know with Frank, Frank LeBerth and JT forced his way in this was a very similar yeah. um, situation if, if indeed Christensen goes ahead and does that you know started to get one game two games three games and then all of a sudden you know you're on a run and the international can't get back in Having said that, Louise played last night and, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with David Louise. He's a good player. Yeah. Um, I, I still believe that. And, yeah. you know, people shouldn't start to doubt just because of the emergence of Christensen. The problem, is, uh, the problem is that, you know, we, Conte's got a nice problem. It means he can play the two. Christensen's got to keep his run of form going and he can't let his standards drop. And David Louise knows there's serious competition for places, not only his, and the likes of Gary Cahill, as Billy Coetta, Rudiger, whoever else he's going to put in there. You know, um, there's people who can play in that position and uh, that can only do us good that this uh, extra acquisition has emerged. And, um, you know, good luck to Christensen. It's a tough call to break through, as everyone knows. And I wish him all the best, but no more um, than anyone else, if if you like. You know, if he's going to be the next John Terry, and that's a, a... a hell of a thing to say because to try and fill the great man's boots is it will be a tough call. But um, you know if he's going to be even similar to that and, and, and stake a claim to play regularly over a number of years, um, he's got a lot to do. Um, mm. He has got a lot to do. But having said that, I think that there is an opportunity there because of the form or indifference of some of the players in them positions this season so far. So they've left the door open and he's put his foot in it at the moment. Yeah. And you can't ask for any more than that. I mean, you know, the, the youth argument gets a lot of argument going amongst supporters. But, I mean, I firmly believe that, you know, if you're good enough, you'll get a place. 
Um, but then you've got to be consistent about it. And I think that that's the interesting thing about where we are with Chelsea at the moment. You know, we we need to get some consistency. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about the Liverpool game in a minute. But before we do, I just wanted to remark on something else, actually, which is, a, you know, something that you're, of course, expert in. Uh, one of the things that I think impressed most about um, actually both the United game and, and, and certainly the West Brom game is this, you know, because of the change to kind of a 3-5-2, we've got Hazard playing just behind Morata and their partnership really seems to be blossoming. I thought that they, they, they... Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Played excellently together. Um, and, of course, you had some pretty good partnerships. I mean, I'm thinking Speedy, and I'm thinking uh, Pat Nevin in, in his own way back in your day. But it was superb to see that, wasn't it? Um, it, it, it is good, you know... Um... Anyone listens to the show, you know, I'm open to more screaming, if you like. Um, <laughs> the, the partnership, Morata, I'm still not 100% convinced. It'd probably be 25 goals and I won't be convinced. I don't know. <laughs> I hope that is the case. But, um, you know, Hazard himself can play anywhere he likes. I think he's a world-class player. I, I really do. I think um, he can play on the wing. He can play through the middle. He can, you know, he is world-class. And... Um, you know, I, I really do think he, he can um, partner up with pretty much anyone, anywhere. Uh, people used to say the same about Diego Costa when he was uh, he, the, the partnership, if you like, uh, was good with them. Even when um, Hazard was on the wing or playing in a three-wide, you know, he still managed to find Costa and link up and so on. Um, you'd always find that when when two players score or or two players are involved in goals, and you would expect your striker to be involved in goals. Having said that, you know, in, in his defence, Morata scored a wonderful goal, um, the header against United, and mm. you know, a few more of them sort of situations whereby we win games, and you know, he's a major part of that, um, will make me change my mind. Um, while I still have the lingering 
uh, Tottenham's and the Arsenal games and, 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 and games like that in, in the back of my head, you know, I'm, I'm still... I'm still waiting to have my head turned, if you like, on that mm. one. In terms of a partnership, uh, it's a situation of, well, Hazard was picked in a position behind any striker uh, and he was wonderful on the day. And, you know, on, on, on one of them occasions, such as Manchester United, uh, Maratta played very well indeed as well. So, But I'm not going to dive in on a great partnership yet. I'm still going to sit tight on the fence. Um, come the end of the season, when Chelsea fans are saying to me, are you still on the fence or have you actually decided... Um, hopefully I'll be saying no, I'm totally decided that it'll be in, in favour of uh, Alvaro Morata. But at the moment, sorry, I'm still on the fence on that one. And indeed, the partnership, as you put it. Mate, I think, I think we can allow you that. But what I, what I will ask you, though, I mean, you know, I, 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 you know I, I'm erring far more to, to the fact that I think, I think Morata's a, a hell of a striker, actually. But I thought that their link-up play was excellent. I mean, that flick he did for, for Hazard's goal... Uh, I think it was the second goal was was absolutely superb. But I think what I really want to ask you because you've been there and done it, and I mean you know, and 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 what I'm really seeing is the beginnings of a you know what, what you might call like a telepathic relationship between the you know two forward players. I mean you know how how naturally does that come? How important is that? I mean you know you had some great partnerships at Chelsea, so you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do, and uh, yes, it's possible. Um, it, it does work that way. If indeed. Um, um, Conte, you know, maybe I do him a disservice. Maybe he's thought long, deep, and hard about the game. I don't know. But when I see stumbled upon this situation where Hazard could play in behind uh, Morata and their link up play on occasions have been very, very good. And as you say, telepathic. Um, it, it does, that situation does arise. But that usually comes with um, playing consistently yeah. together over a period of time. Yeah. And you tend to get to know where someone. Um, will move to their natural movements and you know that gives you a slight edge over defenders because you naturally know through playing alongside this person um, what they're going to do whereas a defender even though he studied and looked or, or whatever he's thought if he's done his homework where players will go still can't necessarily stop a natural reaction and whereas the person who plays alongside someone on a regular basis will know the natural reaction and he will react naturally and that sort of split second timing between the two will give them the edge over the defenders in, in tight games and I hope that is the case because I did have that you know certainly with David Speedy and possibly yeah. the likes of Jury Wilson Pat Nevin yeah. you know uh, uh, for a period of time but that does that comes with consistency and playing alongside each other um, the stumbling block on this of course is um, we've already touched on is that Conte might change the formation, change the shape, and Hazard will go back to playing wide and, and, and you know different horses for courses situations. Whereas that particular telepathic situation might not be allowed to develop, even though it possibly is there. Mm. Well, I, yeah, I, I, that's a really interesting perspective. Just I was very keen to ask you about that. I mean, it's really interesting actually because I remember you know. Your relationship with Speedy on the pitch was was always held up as the best example for Chelsea of of a great attacking partnership. Uh, the only one that comes close to that in my mind in recent times was uh, the one between Ida and, uh, and and Jimmy, which I thought was superb for a couple of seasons. But uh, anyway, we should move on, uh, not least because... Oh, no, the one thing I was going to say, actually... One thing I do like actually is is seeing Hazard playing with a with more freedom, you know, freedom to roam, but basically playing more centrally rather than out wide. I think it gets him involved in the game more, and and I like to, you know, he's our best player. You want to see him on the ball more, and I think that it, it, that that system allows him to do that. 
Right, we should move on to uh, to, live, to the Liverpool match this Saturday. Always a big match for us. Quite a lot of enmity between Liverpool and Chelsea supporters and uh, a pretty decent rivalry over about the last 10 or 15 years, really. I mean, the first thing is, you know, how, how will the Carabag uh, trip affect us? Because apparently they got, they got on the flight after the game last night, so they wouldn't have got back till about 5, 6 this morning. There won't be much time to prepare for it, um, you know. And, and I mean, is is does is is that an excuse? Does it affect them? Should we be worried about that? It's not an excuse for me. Um, yeah. You know, uh, should they be worried about it? Possibly, if that's the way they their body is, you know, then possibly they should. But uh, should be man enough to tell the manager that you know I'm still feeling the effects of the trip. If indeed that be the case, if indeed you realise it, and uh, the manager might not pick you. You know, he's got players sitting on the sidelines who didn't play in the game or it's still done the travelling and so on. But these situations happen. You know, if you're in Europe and you're going to win things and you're going to be in contention on all four fronts, you can't have a situation whereby, oh, it's a long trip, we won't win the next league game. You know, that's a, it's a very poor excuse as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Blame the travelling because you've got a tough game and you might not play so well. Um, it's not going to, it wouldn't sit well with me at all. Um, if they put in a poor performance and come back with, well, we've travelled to Korobag, what happens the next time we get a trip to Europe if we get one away? Does that mean that everyone rubs their hands and is playing us next and so on? And too many times managers have used this excuse, as far as I'm concerned, to protect their team's performance after a European game. Um, it, you know, no one talks about these trips. If Chelsea go and win 4-0 at Liverpool or 3-0 and have a wonderful performance, no one's even going to mention... Yeah. Oh, and on top of that, they had a trip to Kurabag, which would have been a big hindrance. No, yeah. they'd be they'd be going on about what a great result against Liverpool. So it doesn't sit well if indeed we lose or have a poor performance um, at Liverpool uh, by using the um, trip to Kurabag as an excuse. It's already yeah. a possible excuse, and people already put it in. We know about that. Now go out there and have a decent performance and, and put Liverpool to the sword, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, damn right, mate. Couldn't agree more. Uh, I, I hate to hear that creeping in. It was it was something Mourinho used to do a lot. I don't like seeing Conte do it. Um, I mean, you know, the, the reality is, of course, is that thumping them 4-0 can't be bad for confidence at all. And also, because, you know, it was such a comfortable win, we were able to, you know, take Hazard, Kante and Alonso off, all very key players. We also, you know, Christensen uh, didn't get to play at all, nor Bakayoko, and one would imagine that... I mean, I imagine he'll probably start with the same side that uh, started in the, at the West Brom match. So, you know, it couldn't have worked out better in that context. I think the other thing is, of course, Liverpool. I mean, I wonder how they'll be feeling, having played Sevilla on Tuesday and thrown away a 3-0 lead. I mean, you know, that, I, I can't see them going into the game with too good a frame of mind, given that. No, <clears throat> having said that, their attacking play is excellent, and you know they've got mm. some serious pace up front. Um, you know they are <clears throat> they are weak at the back, hence their position in the Premier League, um, and it can be exploited if uh, you know if, if we're on our game. Um, it's always a tough place to go, but there's been some wonderful moments up at Anfield as well for us, and there's been some pretty poor moments. But uh, I used to love going there, and uh, I didn't have much joy. I've got to be honest, uh, personally. Um, but I've, I've, I've been to Chelsea on numerous occasions uh, dur- during the recent times and uh, seen some wonderful goals and wonderful games there. You know, I remember Didier Drogba in a 4-1, producing an absolutely wonderful performance yeah. in a 4-1 win up there. I remember Branislav Ivanovic with a, with a couple of goals and I think a 3-1 win in a, in a game in Europe. Um, and then, of course, I don't want to jog everyone's memory with a couple of uh, particularly poor results up there as well. So it could go either way and uh, nothing's going to change if their defence is solid for once. 
um, it's going to be a tough nut to crack. If, def- if their forward line is on fire, um, then it's going to be hard to contain them. Um, and vice versa, if ours are playing well and all our 11 play well, I think we've still just about got the better all-round team uh, to get a decent result up there. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. I, I would also agree with the fact that, you know, particularly uh, Mane and, I mean, Coutinho's a good player and he's quite often turned up against us. That worries me. You know, Mane's pace is a worry. But I think the in, the interesting thing for, for Chelsea supporters is is this Mo Salah, who, who, you know, we saw at Chelsea. And, I mean, he just basically looked completely out of his depth, mate, when, when I saw him play for us. But he's a completely different player for Liverpool at the moment. I mean, what, what do you think's changed for him? Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say completely out of his depth. I thought he did okay. <laughs> he didn't stand out. I think he didn't stand out. And he wasn't, uh, hey, have a look at me. I'm on the real deal sort of performance. No. Um, I think that it was, uh, yeah, I could come in. I could do a job. I could do okay with, that, with no real outstanding performance. And mm. I, I have to say, pretty much like Kevin De Bruyne when he was here, although mm. in, De Bruyne's, in De Bruyne's situation, he didn't really get as much game time perhaps as Salah. You know, I think uh, De Bruyne was uh, devoid of game time. And, uh, you know, the manager, Jose, I think, had made up his mind that, you know, he didn't want him. Uh, That's proven to be a real smack in the face, that one. But uh, as far as Salah's concerned, he's gone away. He's he's gone um, into Europe. He's uh, improved his performances. He's been noticed by Klopp. He's been brought to the club. His performances have continued. He's took it to another level. And I have to say, he's a danger. Um, and what I've seen at the moment he is he, he's quick he, he's scoring great goals for them and he, he's looking a real threat so with with Salah and Mane um, they are a threat going uh, going forward and uh, the, the pace is going to test um, Chelsea's defence so you know everyone whoever's picked in the three to four whatever formation uh, at the back for Chelsea and indeed the defensive midfield players which I'm sure he'll go with two um, are going to have to be on the job uh, as indeed the forwards are if we're going to win the game so mm. it's going to it's one of their performances it's going to need an 11 um, all playing well it's not going to be a case of oh we could carry two and Hazard couldn't do it on his own or something like that um, it's, it's going to be a case of every department is going to be tested and um, we're going to need 11 on the job so anyone with thoughts about uh, travel weaknesses or sickness or carabag uh, thoughts um, do yourself a favour tell the manager and let him play someone else <laughs> Quite right. I mean, you, you're right about our, our recent record at Anfield. Actually, it's 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 very impressive. We haven't actually lost there uh, since May 2012, which was, I think, just before the FA Cup final, where we beat Liverpool, of course, in the Champions League final. But we, we've had four draws and two wins since then. Last year, we drew one-one. Um, so I think you know we can go there. Uh, you know, with good feelings about playing at Anfield, I think. Slightly different from your day, Kerry, it has to be said. I mean, I, I remember we were on the end of quite a few defeats in those days, although you did score a couple of goals. I'm just trying to wrap my brains, actually. I remember, I remember you, I think you scored against them in 85 when we lost 4 3, and 1990 when we lost 4 1. You remember those? Yep. Yes, I do. The 4 3 game was an outstanding game. The morning kickoff. Um... Yeah, we got a standing ovation actually from the cop, which was very sporting indeed. For our performance there, we should have had a penalty as well in that particular game to make it four, or we didn't get it, um, as you'd expect up there. But uh, yeah. both uh, you know, Hanson and Lawrence were given a real tough test, and 
you know, 4-3 um, tells you the story of what the neutrals thought of the game as well. So yeah. it was a very good game. Sadly for us, we did get no points. And uh, you're quite right. Um, I can't remember coming away from there with too many victories or indeed too many points. But uh, I do cherish the goals that I did get up there. Yeah, quite right too, because of course I know it's a long, long time and, and, and we do like to rub this into Liverpool supporters, uh, but uh, they were a hell of a team in the 80s, so to get anything out of them up there would have been a fine result. So uh, I don't think there's any... Uh, one shouldn't feel embarrassed by not getting much change out of, of, of Liverpool in those days, mate. And at least you scored a couple of goals. That's what it's all about. Anyway, on to Saturday again. I mean, you know, look, ultimately, I mean, I know we, we can both say, well, if we turn up, we'll, 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 you know, if everybody's on their game, we'll do all right. But I mean, what, what do you think the key is going to be to beating them up there? Um, getting at them, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking it's, it's got to be Hazard again, uh, getting at them defensively, you know, they're still shaky there. They, you know, one or two wobbles. If we do happen to get a few shots off and test the keeper early doors, I think there will be a case of, you know, a bit of jitters go round and that tends to creep in. I know they're well supported. They get behind their team and it's loud and noisy and, and, and so on. But the jitters will be there and then the anxiety could possibly yeah. show. Um, and the key part is keeping a, trying to keep a clean sheet. Um, you know, something which uh, I'm not going to say is... is between these two uh, two teams, impossible because you know many a time we've we've seen a, a one nil and nil nil, and on quite a few occasions, a lot of games that were hyped up as this is going to be a cracker, nil um, nil written all over it pretty much after ten fifteen minutes, and uh, now we've seen some of them games as well. But with their defence being the way it is, I'm, I'm you know ours not hundred percent settled, let's say at the moment. Um, you know, they're, they're, it does look like there's going to be goals, and if a team can keep a clean sheet either side, I think that's going to be the key. Because um, I think uh, both sets of forwards are capable of taking chances if they come their way. Um, so it's a case of you ask me what's going to be the key, and I'm not going to say sitting in the midfield or who wins the battle or whatever. I think the key is keeping a clean sheet, and whoever yeah. keeps a clean sheet will win the game. Uh, mate, I think that's absolutely spot on. And I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, both of us really are still a bit kind of wobbly about our, our defensive capabilities. And yet, you know, we've I think we've now had four clean sheets on the bounce, you know, with this with this little run that we seem to be on. Um, but I absolutely agree with you. You know, I think Liverpool's threat is clearly uh, up front. Uh, and if we can uh, if we can contain that, then I think that we'll win. So uh, uh, spot on. Right. Nail our colours to the mask then. What are you going to go for score wise? Oh, goodness me. 2-1 us. 2-1. Uh, stroke 2-1 to us. Stroke 1 all. Uh, I really do think that uh, a draw is a distinct possibility as well. And I have to say, in the context of the Premier League, looking at it, a draw up at Anfield is a relatively decent result in any context of the, the game or whoever's playing. You know, if you were to look at the sheet and go through the fixtures, if you put down a draw at Anfield, you know, many neutrals might be putting down, no, I'll lose that one. You know, so a draw at Anfield, but I'm putting 2-1 us or Chelsea by the odd goal and stroke a one or draw. Yeah, I it's it's I think this is really really hard to call I'll be honest because you know on the one hand it it, it looks like it's got goals written all over it. Uh you know Liverpool's leaky defence but good up front. Uh I really don't know. I mean, I'm going to go 3-2 just because I have no idea what's going to happen. But I tell you what, I I I, <laughs> I take it I, I, went 2-3. Have to Yeah, well 3-2 to us, put it that way. Oh, but I really I really yeah. Yeah, I really have no idea. I mean, I, what I really hope more than anything else is that we can actually win it. And I, and I really don't care if it comes off somebody's arse in the 91st minute 
because I think that in a the most boring in- game. Yeah, in a boring game. I really don't care. It's about I, I can't stand Liverpool, so I, I just love beating them. Number one, but I just think it's really important for us at the moment to keep this winning run going. I just think that you know, there's a sense to me that the more we keep winning, the the bigger the belief comes. You know, I still think that there's a bit of you know mental vulnerability about the side lurking underneath. But I think that if they keep winning, that confidence builds and builds and builds. And I think actually, you know, on the back of the last few results we've had, I think it's quite high. So to keep that going is really important. So frankly, I don't care, as I said, if it comes off somebody's arse in the 91st minute and we win 1-0 in a dull game. That'll do for me. So there you go. We shall soon see, won't we? And we'll, we'll talk about it next week, of course, won't we? Certainly will, Dave. Excellent stuff. As always, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure today. Uh, I'm looking forward to the game on Saturday and uh, I'll look forward to speaking to you again next week, as I said. Until then, mate, goodbye and thank you very much. Thanks a lot, Dave. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.